0: Here's another retro throwback deep track back cut bonus episode of The Hive Jive titled Alien Bees. Originally released on Patreon January 22nd, 2020. Enjoy! Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out
1: there, it's that time again. Join our hosts John Swan and Ken Milam for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive.
0: Uh, how does that Top Gun thing go? Uh, light the fires and... Light the
1: fires, kick the tires, light fire fires. There you go.
0: Kick the tires and light the fires. Ken's lighting the fires because uh, we are... What is this? Bi? Bi-antioxidant fusion... Ipomena, we're getting our pomegranate. Iponema, ipanema? 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 Pomegranate. Ipanema? Whatever but We were trying to be a little bit healthier, and so we grabbed these out of the break room... Um, because we literally just got done recording a two hour episode <laughs> for the listener questions episode for our main Monday, our main Monday segment. I'm losing my voice as you can hear. It's, it's a little scratchy. Um, and, uh, I'm itchy. Ken's I'm scratchy. He's itchy. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. This is the flea cast. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, that so. Uh, hi, everybody! Welcome, patrons. This is your Patreon exclusive bonus episode. This is the second one. This is amazing. This by pomegranate stuff has a little bit of pucker power. It does. <laughs> it kind of kicks you open. Kicks you in gear. It's not as um, it's not as quenching to my scratchy voice as i was hoping it was it almost no, kind of reminds probably me
1: more like l- lemonade yeah kind
0: of kind of reminds me more of like how tea or uh red wine has a lot of tannins to it and tannins kind of do like a drying effect okay in essence it's not helping is the that's the main point of that man guys okay so lessons learned from today um number one don't let so many listener questions build up and or spread them out and do multiple listener question episodes. But the the, um, the main thing, though, is that, you know, our listener questions come from people all over the place, and I did not want to segregate them out and have them be left out because we put them on a, a Patreon-exclusive podcast. So I put it out there for the main podcast so everybody could hear it on the main Monday show, but good God, we are never doing that again. I mean, listener Was questions— that just one yes. week's
1: worth of questions?
0: No, there was, so there was, about half of them came from last week whenever we we put out the thing and said, okay. hey, we're going to do this, yeah, this to messages. The other half week. of them came over the break while we were off the air. Okay. So they came in anywhere from Christmas until uh, yesterday, basically. Okay. And <laughs> I walked in the studio, I have a stack of like 20 papers in my hand, Ken's like, oh God. I said we're gonna be here for a while, yeah, and uh, man, are. it was it was tough. Hopefully, it was um, it was not as tough for you guys to listen to um, <laughs> if you've even finished listening to it from this point. Because seriously, two hours, holy crap, um, that was long. Uh, yeah. So
1: last week, um, but very entertaining and very educational. So y'all be sure to check it out because <laughs> it is so very educational. We teach you from how to be a bee and how to be a how to kill a queen and how to raise queens and how to uh
0: the, those uh, i'm tired and yeah. yes i am starting uh,
1: to yeah okay go ahead he's gone delirious.
0: <laughs> um it is it is it is literally all over the place yep, on listener is. questions episodes but they they provide a lot of It's a wealth of information, but you literally have no idea what you're going to get. And usually we're a bit more lively because we're not just literally trying to forcefully drag our butts through 20 of them in a row. Um, So, yeah. So there you go. Apolly, if you loved it. Yay! Mm-hmm. If you didn't like it, don't worry. We're not doing it again. <laughs> no, just we'll, be, we'll fix it next time. It'll just be you know we'll we'll try to limit that to ten questions or less, and uh, we'll just do them more frequently. Therefore, they don't build up. Yeah. Um, but for we all of take, you,
1: we won't take vacations very often.
0: And as you will remember, last week we uh, we started off fairly good and ended the show by insulting all the vegans and all the commercial beekeepers in the world. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> yeah. That must have been me. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? If we piss oh, people oh, off, as I'll,
1: I'll take I'll, well, the commercial beekeepers. I'll take that one because you're vice president.
0: Okay, all right. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm not vice president of commercial beekeepers, but I'm, and it's I'm only over Texas. I mean, the rest of the yeah. country is on their own. Oh, we ain't worried about the rest of the country, then. <laughs> no, uh, you know, we we went in there and we just, we, you know, went. I had my almonds. I had my almonds, guys. I am for you. Uh oh! No! 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 No, 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 no. no. That was not that. In fact, the title of the episode was Stop Buying Almond Milk. (laughs) I didn't buy almond milk. I had almonds. You bought almonds.
1: No unsalted natural almonds uh, and uh, had my buy pomegranate and I am wide awake and yes.
0: So true to form. Ken went and did exactly the opposite of what the episode was uh, telling everybody to do. So instead of stop buying almond products, Ken went out and bought some. <laughs> I like almonds, but I didn't buy a smokehouse. It was right
1: beside it. I showed you, too. It was right beside yeah. it. And, you know, I want to see the tree that the smokehouse almonds come off of.
0: It's, a, it's an almond tree, and they take the but almonds it, and put them in a smokehouse.
1: You know, is the tree don't make them taste like that? no.
0: <laughs> oh, damn, <laughs> I thought about that. I was going through listening to the episode. They call them old smoky. And uh, mm-hmm. when I was going through and editing it and putting it together and putting it out there, like I said, I, I listened to all these like three the wasabi times wasabi
1: over. the Almond trees tastes look like they
0: taste. They look like an almond tree, yeah, but they until they you take them and put them in wasabi, the wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I heard you say that. Now if it's a if it's one of them smoky almond trees, I'll take that one. Yeah, and I was I sitting want that there. One. I was driving in the truck when it dawned on me you said that, and I'm like, wait a minute.
1: Surely he's I said kidding. That? Yeah, I was like, surely <laughs> was surely he's kidding. I don't
0: remember that one. <laughs> There's several times we go through and we do these and like in the heat of the moment here in the studio, sometimes I will I will catch, like if you're being like you're insinuating something else or you're being a little bit uh off cuff with something sometimes i catch it and i I, you know i'll make a comment or i'll whatever but there's always times where later again either during the editing process or during uh listening to it once it's already out there for everybody i'll go through and i'll be listening and i'll be like wait a minute what did he just say (laughs) you were talking well the one about
1: hey no telling
0: you uh you we were talking about the solid sugar feeding the solid sugars, yeah. and you made this comment and you were like, yeah, yeah, so, so like, I've been saving up my toilet paper, and my first thought was like, <laughs> toilet paper? What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> to and lay then, on top of the then, frame. And then you, go, you, you lay it out there, and then you take your sugar and you put it into those little strips, and all of a sudden, like when I heard it the third time over, <laughs> and then you stopped and you go, oh, no, 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 that was when I was younger. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, was he really just making an insinuation about... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you,
1: you get to think... You, toilet paper has been perforated so you don't have to rip it (laughs) think about that and bees can go up there and and open it up and make it so much easier to get the sugar think about that now
0: so not that was so not what you were talking about (laughs) i know (laughs) nice trying to cover though oh so who do we want to piss off today ken we got vegans and commercial beekeepers. Check. What's next? Let's go after Washington, D.C. Oh, God. And here comes the Secret Service. I mean, if somebody's going to come black bag me, I want it to be the men in black. Because it better be some interesting shit. Don't just freaking put a bag over my head and haul me off because I said I don't agree with some of the things of the the Cheeto-in-Chief that's in charge. I still think
1: (laughs) that aliens put bees here. Now, you think about it what is gonna watch the human race more than anything than bees
0: and and john's ignoring me <laughs> i just missed a call from a private phone number Oh, and i'm like why on earth do you think that i'm going to answer your phone call uh, if it's private not happening no i don't answer phone calls when they're not private No, i will not even answer my phone
1: call i call him up and he texts me back
0: i do all the time <laughs> I'm on a phone call.
1: Okay. Dude, well, hang up and talk to me. I have
0: so many freaking conference calls. Mm-hmm. It is insane. And because of what
1: you're doing nowadays.
0: Inevitably, the like you call and I'm sitting there and I've got it like on silent or I hear I feel it vibrate and I look down. And I'm like, oh, Kim's calling me. And so I immediately decline the call and immediately send you a text message, and you're right. Nine times out of ten, they say, I'm on a conference call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you need? Mm-hmm. What's up? I can text. That's it. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So you think aliens bees are aliens, huh?
1: or put here by aliens
0: well, but if they were put here by aliens and they came from somewhere else, wouldn't that make them aliens too? Oh, of course all right, well, there yeah. you go. so bees are aliens, good yeah. to know uh, there was actually a movie that came out oh a few years ago, Jupiter rising I don't and that one. it had uh a scene in there where basically the you know synopsis of the show um the heroine or the the lead female character oh my her- okay, hair okay yeah a the de- 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 no nope, nope, no stripes <laughs> of things on paper um the lead female character is a descendant of a royal line of whatever specific race from another planet, another galaxy, another mm-hmm. universe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's here, and she doesn't know who she is. Yada, 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 yada. Oh, that was men in black. No, 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 no. That was, that was... Okay, that was okay. This okay. It's literally called Jupiter Rising. Okay. And i watched watch that, too. What she, uh, what she ends up doing, though, is when they're on the run at one point, they go out to this house... And the house is full of bees and beehives everywhere. They're hanging from the ceilings, they're in the walls, wow. just bees everywhere. And the guy that is taking care of the house, he is of the same race and descent, and he knows that she's the like long-lost queen or princess of this race. And people are trying to find her and kill her. But the, the whole point of that, though, is that the bees, the reason he had all the bees was around was because he said that the bees know a true queen when they see one or smell one. And so they knew, and that was his way of knowing whenever she truly showed up or sh- whenever she would truly mm-hmm. arrive, mm-hmm. if it was really her or not, was because of the ways that the bees would react. And okay. then when the, the people come to try to attack them and take them away, the bees all form this massive cloud and like try to defend her and help them so that their queen, quote unquote, could could escape, even though she wasn't a bee. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't know what that had to do that with alien. anything. That just was yeah. the the alien tangent of bees and aliens. Yeah. Um, You know, but there's a lot of weird things in the insect world. Oh, yes. So in the actual movie Aliens, Mm -hmm. plural, Mm -hmm. the second one was Sigourney Weaver, Mm -hmm. when you find the queen alien for the first time Mm -hmm. and she's kind of all perched up and she's got this very long extended abdomen that is turned into an egg sac and an egg layer and it's slowly plopping out one egg at a time across this room.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's when she was a, she was crossed with human DNA.
0: No, no, no. The, this is the, the third one. This is the, yeah, that was the third okay, or fourth. Okay, I remember, okay. This is just the second one. Like, the first one was yeah. about just the single alien on the ship. Oh, that's when all the, the Marines come in. with. Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. I know which one it and is. And that's the first time you've ever seen the Queen, right? Yeah. Well, that looks like something that would just be straight out of science fiction, and you're like, man, that's really weird. And the whole, the really long abdomen full of eggs, and it's all extended out, and the end of it's like, and like spitting out these eggs one at a time across a room. It's queen Bee. Well, here's the deal. In nature... Have you ever seen the large locust or grasshopper lay eggs? No. Their abdomen does Don't the same thing. They will they will dig a little burrow in the ground a hole and they stand above it and their abdomen literally does this. It extends out and it gets fat and it becomes like preental. and it goes down the hole, just the abdomen. And it lays one egg at a time into this whole little cluster. It is the creepiest looking thing. I was sitting here thinking, y'all get you get y'all get really
1: bored in Kansas when you was a kid, didn't
0: you? Yes. Sticks and rocks were my <laughs> friends. And that's what I played with. And I had a very vivid wild imagination. But I would come across all these crazy things in nature and I would observe them. And then oh, yeah. but then going back and looking back on it. You'd be like, oh, crap. I wonder if that's where they got the inspiration for this. Mm. The the chest buster that originally comes out of their chest in the Aliens movies. Oh, yeah. That first part, when it comes out and you see Uh it and it opens its mouth, there is a creature that lives in the sea that is very slimy. It's got a kind of black grayish color to it. Extremely like slimy. And it's got these metal looking teeth (laughs) that are razor needle little teeth. It looks exactly like the freaking chest buster. And again, something actually found in nature. That is how bizarre our world is, and we see these crazy movies, and we're like, "Wow, that thing could only exist on another planet." And I'm no. like, "Nope, look in the bottom of the ocean." <laughs> well, also look at
1: the mouth of a varroa mite. Oh young. God, dude,
0: the varroa mites are creepy little. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah, we, that, that, see, I got to, how hey, you like. I you segwayed, segwayed this it back right to back into bees, man. <laughs> I have spent the last two hours talking about bees, Ken. Damn it. Um, and I took us off on the alien.
0: That's right. This is all your fault. Yeah. So. But I brought us back. Yeah. Actually, we made the circle. (laughs) It's all about circles. We made the circle. Crop circles, random circles, donuts in the parking Mm -hmm. lot, whatever. Whatever circle you would like. Um, Veromite. I have a theory for this season on the main segments of the show. Mm-hmm. I think we may actually go in and um, <laughs> I, I pitched this to the chief apiary inspector for the state of Texas, mm-hmm. and she looked at me like I was insane. But I want to do a full month of just Varroa-intensive stuff. Last year, we, we just touched on a subject real quick. We did a little bonus episode that we so called bring,
1: bring The Mighty Mini Mite."
0: She's going to be one of them, yes. Okay. Um, but we we did an episode that was the, I don't remember if it was the Mini Mighty Might or the Mighty Mini Might episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Mighty Might mini episode. I don't, I don't know. Like there that. was some, some clever mm-hmm. title to this thing. But what I kind of want to do with it is bring in, so we could have her on the show, mm-hmm. so we'd have the cheap apiary inspector on the show, mm-hmm. and she can talk about you know, disease and things and what they do and everything in a broad perspective. We can have uh, somebody who is a little bit more of an expert on integrated pest management come in and they could go through and they could talk about, you know, how to do integrative pest management and how to do all this stuff. But then we can actually go through and we can have some huge people in the Varroa research community come in and talk to us about how they discovered that the Varroa mite was not feeding on the blood or the hemolyph they were actually feeding on the fat. And there's another gentleman that I've met that we can have come in and talk about the current research on how the mite is actually transmitting diseases and what diseases they're transmitting. So and we could do it to where every single Monday, so it's really just four different guests, but we could do it to where every Monday for an entire month. It's all Varroa specific. And I think that would be really interesting. And it, it yes would be. to her to her credit, she was like, Don't you think it's a bit of overkill or an overload? And I'm like, Yeah, but That's the beauty of a podcast. Mm -hmm. You can go look at the title of that podcast, and and it doesn't matter if it's a year from now or five years from now. And you could say, well, I want to, like right now, I'm panicking about Varroa, and I want to learn about Varroa. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to look at these things and pull them up and kind of see what they are. And I think that would actually be awesome. So I tell you what, patrons, how about you let us know, do you think that uh, a month of Varroa coverage Every Monday would be a, a good thing, or would it be overkill? I think it would be cool because, you know what, that's also the beauty of the podcast. If you don't want to listen to it, skip it. <laughs> okay,
1: and and here's another thing. Would you rather do a sugar count or a alcohol count?
0: Yeah, I know the answer to that right now.
1: Alcohol kills them.
0: The alcohol does kill them, but it gives you the more accurate results. It
1: does give you the more accurate results. I knew that one.
0: Yep, so if it's a strong, healthy colony, you kind of have to look at it from the perspective of— Take a of, half a cup
1: of, or a cup of
0: have a cup bees of bees. Away. Yep, and a half a cup of bees is roughly 300 bees, and it is the equivalent of basically you not feeling too well. You go to the doctor and you give a vial of blood. Yeah, it doesn't harm you in the overall, but you actually get a benefit from knowing what is affecting me and how can I help it. You look at the colony the same way. The colony is the super organism. They are the creature, and by taking that sampling of half a cup of bees, you're taking 300 bees out of a minimum of 30,000 then you're not harming them so much. Now, granted, what if it's smaller? What if you've got a nuke or or a small swarm or something that's not that big and it's only maybe 10,000 bees right now, then yeah, maybe do the sugar shake instead mm-hmm. of doing the alcohol the alcohol wash. So there's there's always a plus and a minus, a pro and a con. Everything's circumstantial. You hear it all the time. Everything is circumstantial. It's based on each individual situation. It can change drastically. So, but yeah, see, there you go, right there. Free information. Yep. Ahead of schedule. <laughs> yep. There you are. Do we have a schedule? <laughs> no, no one with me around. <laughs> oh, if we do, he throws it out the window. Yeah.
1: But we'll be talking about that later on.
0: We will. Yeah. Um, I don't know when. Maybe. It depends on some of the people because what I can do, also, beauty of a podcast, We can go through and we can record these interviews and stockpile them until we have all four of them there because Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to coordinate some of that. And some of the bigger name people are traveling all across the country, constantly doing presentations and things like that. So they're really hard to get a hold of. Um, It'll probably definitely be one of those where we may have to do the majority of them over the phone and do phone interviews with them, which is the beauty of being in a radio station. We can do that pretty easily. Mm -hmm. We have all the technology and everything here to pull that off. So Now
1: I've got something else to throw out here. Batter up. On... And we were talking about this a little bit ago on our, uh, the other one. Uh Hive beetles. Uh-huh. If you watch YouTube, which, you know, John's already saying, YouTube's the devil. YouTube's the devil. Yeah. Facebook's the devil. <laughs> yeah. They're all uh, the devil. But they're all pushing to <laughs> get rid of hive beetles out of your hive. Yeah. And you're saying hive beetles are just a thing that has that's going to be there now it's not going to be the hive beetles that will make your 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 colony weak it's just because they're weak then the hive beetles show up
0: you know okay so one of the listener questions that we had on here and i'm not going to dig back through the stack because no, i will never it. It. find it, it. No. but one of the listener questions that we talked about in that last episode on monday he mentioned oh it was brett it was no, actually brett. brett um mm-hmm. i think it was brett i don't know Anyhow, We're going to blame it on you, Brett. I, I think it was Brett. He said that he went through and he did that cutout, mm-hmm. and he took eight frames of brood mm-hmm. and All that put time it into left. the hive. And it got overrun with hive beetles, and the bees yeah. said, screw it, and they absconded and yes. they left. Yes. So here's the deal, and from the removal <clears throat> perspective – that is actually something that we we only, we do our removals into a top bar, like a modified top bar with a rescue bar. Oh, by the way, um, for those of you who have subscribed for the Bee Academy, that is going to be the first actual educational video that will be coming out here in the next few days. Um, if not already, it may be released by the time this episode comes out. It just depends on how quickly I can get it put together, but... I'm going to show you guys how to build this rescue bar that I'm getting ready to mention. What's so a you guys, rescue bar? We'll see. There you go. You've seen them. You've, oh, that's I've the one there, where you have- It's the wire yeah, mesh curve around
1: it. Okay, i shut up.
0: So the, the video is going to show you how to actually build that rescue bar. Um, but we have the, the top bar itself. Mm-hmm. We build this rescue bar hanging apparatus onto it. We only keep three to four combs. I don't care if that colony is big enough. You could fill 10 deep boxes. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, two- deep Mm 10-frame boxes. I don't care if there's enough to fill that. We don't keep that. We only keep three comb, two of them of solid capped brood, Mm -hmm. and one of them that has capped brood, open larva, and eggs. And Mm. the whole point of that is because if we miss the queen, there's Mm -hmm. eggs and larva of right about the right age that they can make a new queen from. But we still try to find the queen. But only three pieces of comb and then we cut that comb down so that it fits inside a top bar so if that comb was big if it was like a two foot by two foot Mm -hmm. we're cutting it down to where it's like 17 inches long and maybe only 10 inches down and then an angle cut down to that part and we put that into the hive the reason you for put that, that in the top bar, you're yeah. using the the wire to hold it in to oh. hang it onto the top of the bar and hold See, it. I'm, I'm giving it the away the so weight. I got shut up. No, you know you're fine because the whole point of it is for them to visually figure out how to build one. Right. So there's no no mystery to that. So you give away whatever you want. Um, and give a fruitcake, and no, I'm kidding. So the I only uh, probably will one
1: of these days. I got <laughs> about, I got did. about twenty something to build to bake here for long.
0: So the the point of that though is because if you put too much comb in there. You have thoroughly disrupted the entire colony by doing the removal and cutting them out. You've pissed them off and you've destroyed everything. There's a lot of repair that has to be done, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of leakage. You've killed some of the brood by cutting through it. There's honey and nectar leaking. We never try to save in the colony, putting into the transport box. We never try to save any of the capped food stores. None of it. Mm. Because if you do, that's exactly what happens. The hive beetles (laughs) move in. The bees are pissed off. They didn't choose that box. And they're mad that they got forced into it to begin with. Mm -hmm. Their first inclination is get out of here. So if we find the queen, we can put her in there. We lock her in with the queen cage or using the queen excluder. Then we dump all the rest of the bees in. Once we get out to the bee yard, give them a couple of days to calm down. They may try to leave, but the queen can't go. So they'll come back. And then eventually they calm down. But by only having those 3 comb in there, you've got a lot of empty space where they can pile up on the other side. They'll go through, they will start fixing it and correcting it. Now if it was all comb and it's all messy and nasty and they overheat, they start dying, they're trying to get out of there. They can't keep up with it and because they're purposefully not trying to keep up with it because they want to abscond, they're not guarding it. And the queen will get skinny and she will She will go eventually that. make it out of there. Yeah. yeah. So what ends up happening is they they stop guarding The hive beetles then take over, and you can end up with hundreds or thousands of hive beetle Mm -hmm. larvae crawling around in these boxes. They look like little white maggots. Yeah, and the bees may be clinging onto these front two frames while all the other eight frames are just coated in, in these nasty little maggots everywhere. It's disgusting, but it's not the hive beetles killing the colony no. it's the colony not wanting to be there and trying to leave and not no. guarding it that allows the high beetles to take over yep then they foul everything up so once they get plenty of them in there they foul it up because they carry this natural yeast on their body that makes everything smell like death it's gross <laughs> it's very gross it'll smell like a dead rotting animal it is nasty and the bees say screw it they're We're already mad. We didn't want to be here anywhere. And now there's all these gross things that we can't keep up with anymore. the queen's lost weight. Yeah, so they're gone. they gone. They're out. Yep. They'll leave. In some cases, they'll even say, sorry, Mom, it's to their detriment, but they will leave without her if it gets bad enough. Wow. So, yeah. but again, the hive beetles did not cause any of that. Right. They are an after effect of all the things that we've done. And in and, a normal hive... basically, the moths are too. The moths are too. And you mentioned in the main segment how in nature, the bees will allow the moths to, to come in. And what yeah. they what you're talking about is say you've got a cavity that's a tree and, and it's big enough inside there and it's got some twists and turns mm-hmm. in it. Where they originally started off after the first few years, that color kind of gets old, really though. dark, really mm-hmm. nasty looking. And you turn around And they will move away from that into newer comb that they've built in other sections. They will abandon the old nasty dark black stuff and will allow the wax moths to move in there Mm -hmm. and eat it while still keeping the wax moths and hive beetles off of the new stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're purposely allowing them to eat one section and it's nature's way of recycling. They come in, they chew up all that gross stuff. It then creates a new void in that area. The wax moths will pupate and they fly off. And then the bees after a while will transition back over and they will build new comb back into that void and they just kind of fluctuate. It's all ebb and flow. So that's actually what happens in some of that in, in in nature what it would do. So in your colony, as long as the colony is healthy, the bees will keep the wax moths and keep the hive beetles at bay. There you go. Yes, there you go. See, look at that. You got us on track. We actually gave you some interesting information.
1: Yeah, we're both delirious. <laughs> And I got us back up to where we were supposed to be talking, bees.
0: And I haven't lost my voice yet, but not I can yet. feel it. Every time I, I say something, it's it's a little raspy is and scratchy. Is it cedar or is it... Uh, no, it's talking for two freaking hours on 20 pages of listener questions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and probably a little bit of dehydration, honestly. Uh, a little bit I got no too water. much Coca-Cola drink, and uh, not your, enough water.
1: Drink your pomegranate juice.
0: Every time I do it, I it feels like it makes it worse. Huh. Like I said, it feels like it's got tannins in it, so it feels like it actually sucks it's the moisture out. It's got a little out. bit of... It's got some it's pucker got, power. It's tart. It's yeah, very it's got tart. some pucker power.
1: I like it. It wakes me up. I'm going. I'm rolling now. Well, all right, then roll on to the next topic. What's the next topic? I don't know.
0: You said you're going. Where are we
1: going? <laughs> well, you want, me look, you want me to look at my notes? I got Charlie Seal down here.
0: No, no, no. That's uh, that's that's that tame the heritage in, in great outdoors. That's a whole
1: other world. <laughs> that was the... Uh, Uh, EWA, (coughs) the Uh Exotic Wildlife Association.
0: Yeah, if you'd like to hear more about that and you're interested in hunting. (laughs) MyEWA.org. If you're interested in hunting and (laughs) fishing and uh, all that fun stuff and the other things that Ken does in his other lives, you can go look up Untamed Heritage on your podcast app, and there will be a new episode that comes out on Monday, which will already have happened by the time you hear this. So you can look up Untamed Heritage's new episode, which would be an interview with Charlie...
1: Charlie Seal Seal, Executive and he is the, Director of EWA Which the exotic is the Wildlife Association. There we go
0: See look at that
1: And uh, you can also go hunt up Go to AM 1300 The Zone And The Great Outdoors And The Sunday Sportsman And listen to the, the the show we had today Or
0: Any of them They're so out for there For the
1: last uh, 10 da-da-da. or 11 or 12 years
0: No actually I don't think it goes back that far On the podcast I looked at it one day The podcast go back Maybe 5 or 6 years yeah. Um, is what's archived in there. It's not terribly, terribly much. So, um, and in a, you know, in a boon to ourselves, we go through and we look at those podcast stats. I love doing it. And I was giving you a hard time when we originally got close to this mark, but I looked at how many shows you have and our original goal or my, my personal little goal when we first started off was, well, first thing we got to do is catch Ken's radio show on the number of listeners. (laughs) And then we got to beat it. And we did that like in the middle of last year. That was awesome. So now, for here at this little station that we're at, there's only. One other show that we have not beat out as far as this, this, the most listeners and the most downloads. They're on five
1: days a week. Exactly. I'm only on two days a week.
0: Exactly. And that's the whole catch. We only record mm-hmm. one or two days a week for the podcast, and they only come out you know, once a week or twice a week, depending on what you're listening to. And then your show is on live on the air Saturday, Saturdays Sundays. and Sundays. Mm-hmm. These other guys, these other goofballs that we share the studio with in the sports studio – I, they do a morning show that is Monday through Friday. Mm. So they put out stuff, new content every single week. So they've got hundreds upon hundreds of episodes. But you know what? We are slowly bridging that gap. And one of these days, we're going to get there. I'm going to actually, when, I, when we have the ability to log in again, because we accidentally locked ourselves out. Um, <laughs> so when we have the ability to log in again, I'm going to go in there and look. And I'm going to take their total number of episodes and divide it by their total number of downloads and listens. And then we'll do the same with ours, and we'll actually see, do we have more actual listens per episode than they do? Because I have a sneaking suspicion that we do.
1: I had one, and I don't know how long ago. It's probably six years ago. It may be gone by now. I had Larry the Cable Guy on.
0: Oh, I remember you telling me about that.
1: That was the best show I ever. I had more fun because we got to feeding off of each other. Yep.
0: Yeah, you told me a story, oh, too, about somebody oh. a listener getting pulled over.
1: Oh yeah, we had. I was with another one with one of my other producers. Uh, he was a little flat bellied thing, and I called him flat belly, and he called me tire belly or something. Or
0: I'm afraid to ask, but what the hell does that mean? Flat belly. Uh huh. Flat instead of fat. Flat no, belly. It was flat
1: belly. He didn't have any. You know, he was so it worked he, out all the time. So he was skinny. He's skinny. Okay. That's what it was. Right. And so did he have abs? No. no. <laughs> he was just skinny. Yeah, he was just skinny. So it wasn't that he
0: worked out. He and, just was skinny.
1: Uh, I was calling him. We, we were a uh, a uh, dyna- or a or super team duo. Uh, he was, like a dynamic he, duo? Yeah. He was a uh, flat belly and I was, I don't know, inner tube. I don't know what the hell he was. But one of the listeners got to laughing so hard he wasn't watching his speed at least this is his uh uh what he told the cops cops uh-huh. pulled him over he says listen to these guys and the cops got to laughing so hard he let him go
0: didn't give him a ticket
1: <laughs> and he calls us as soon as he hey y'all just got me out of a ticket and on air he told us all about it and i'm yeah. sitting there Wow, well, you know, the cops are listening now and they're laughing their beers off. Oh, good catch. Good <laughs>
0: catch. Luckily, this this is now a paid subscription. So um, we, we could, I mean, I'm sure at some point there will be younger kiddos that listen to this, but right now, uh, we have a little bit more leniency than we do on the main show because of it's a very select audience. <laughs> so <laughs> we're a little bit more free to speak our mind oh, okay. and a few things. But I don't know that that needs to uh, to turn into yeah, other well. stuff. Um, I try to behave, especially if I'm in public and I'm speaking at a conference or a convention. And when we're on your show or we're on the, the yeah, main on segments. Air, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if we're on the main segments of the Hive Jive. I try to behave myself, yeah. but uh, ask anybody um, who is around me a lot, or especially anybody that works for me. My favorite word is the f-bomb, <laughs> and I can creatively work it into all kinds You're of good. sentences.
1: <laughs> uh, if y'all are ever wanting to look, go to iHeart Media or iHeart Radio I Heart and Radio. Uh, hunt up the. Uh, Oh, the great outdoors are the Sunday Sportsman on AM 1300 The Zone, and that's my other show.
0: Yeah, and you can get them on both. It's on the iHeart app. Yeah, you can find, awesome. actually, for those of you, you, know, you can find us on there, too. Um, oh, so interesting little thing here. Um, just FYI, some things that I have learned from, because this is all new territory to us as well. Patreon is a whole new thing, and, and yes, we're, it we're learning it as we mm-hmm. go. But I did realize um, this last week, after putting out the first two things on there, that when they come out, um, Patreon will send you, if you if you didn't already do so, you can log into Patreon from your computer, but you can also put the app for Patreon on your phone. And it will work just like any other social media thing, but it's queued specifically into the shows or content that you're following into your feed for Patreon. Now, with that, you get an email that says, Hive Jive has put out a new, whatever, new video clip, new episode, really? new message, something like that. The app will also send you a notification and tell you something's there. But in reading through it, in case you haven't already figured this out or found it, I did find, so on our page, there'll be a link in there or a little button that says get Get special or exclusive RSS feed, or it's like a personal RSS feed. Mm-hmm. You can click that, copy the link, and then you can take it and paste it into the audio players that you may be listening to us from. Now, I do know some of the big ones, like, unfortunately, iHeart's app will not let you do this. But I listen on Podcast Go, and I know that iTunes and a few others will do it as well, where you can take the RSS feed, post it in there. They'll have a thing where you can put custom RSS, and you paste that link in there, and then your regular podcast app that you normally listen to us on will pull the Patreon content as well, and it'll be right there in your show. But the caveat to that is you cannot download it. And I found this out because I am notorious for – I down I listen to podcasts all the time, mm-hmm. and I download them on my phone mm-hmm. while I'm at Wi-Fi so I don't have any data charges, and I'm not streaming while I'm out just on regular data, Right. So I'll go and I'll download like four or five different episodes. And then while I'm driving, I go through and I listen to those episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, every time I tried to play the new podcast from us on Patreon, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't play it because I had tried to download it. And I kept getting this error message and I kept reading through it. And I was like, what is going on? Well, the point of that is Patreon, you can only live stream it. So it'll come up in your feed and it'll tell you it's there and you can just click play and it'll play it. But if you try to download it, it automatically blocks you. And each of those custom feeds, when you click on that link, that is your feed only. Wow. So if you download or if you get that link and you take it and then you send it to me and I try to play it, it verifies the login when you click play. And it says, sorry, you're not Ken Milam. You can't listen to this. Wow. And I, I found that out by playing with my moms and then going through and looking at mine and trying to figure out why the download wouldn't work, but the audio would. And it's because... You can't download it. So they're they're trying to prevent people from Stay- joining and becoming a patron, mm-hmm. paying whatever, and then turning around and downloading every episode. So, like, if this was the original main content of the Hive Jive, there's 60 episodes out there. If that was on Patreon, they're trying to make it to where you can't download all 60 and then turn around and, and cancel your subscription. So I appreciate that. But it took me a little while to figure out what on earth was going on there. So. You can listen to it from the Patreon app. You can listen to it from the computer. However Mm -hmm. you're listening to it now, that works just fine. But if you didn't do the app, you can put it on there Mm -hmm. and you can get that custom RSS link and put that into whatever player, if that player allows you to do so, so that you don't have to go multiple places. You can have all your Hive Jive in one spot, the regular episodes every Monday, your bonus episodes every week on Wednesday or Thursday, your deeper dive episodes that come out there couple times a month. And then if you're a part of the Bee Academy, you'll also get those videos. Videos, though, you do have to go to the website or the app to watch those. So I am losing my voice. <laughs> it is coming. It is coming. And sooner
1: or later, the aliens will come and they'll take us.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I made that noise. And then oh. I just I just had this thought, you know, was the thinking. old <laughs> that's Twilight Zone. Yeah, I know. You know, the old episodes of the bionic, the billion dollar man, or million dollar man, or six hundred dollar whatever man. whatever he million was, whatever before inflation yeah, his price wise bion- was then. Bionic, yeah, 600, 600 Had a bionic
1: leg, a bionic yeah, yeah. arm, and then they did bionic the bionic the bionic, bionic
0: woman afterwards is like yeah. a spinoff. Cracks me up because they play the mm-hmm. whenever they're doing their oh, yeah. magic bionic yeah. effects, yeah. and then they record them in slow motion. <laughs> And so you see this chase scene and the villain is running real quick, right? And then here's the and then like slow motion going after them and yet they managed to catch them. And I'm like, "So why then if you had the ability to play it in slow motion, why not play it in fast forward so they're really going faster than a normal human could go?" I don't know. It always cracked me up. Um what was there oh oh but, <laughs> you mind. know what would
1: happen if if his bionic arm blew up would it would it take half of the city with him uh, it's nuclear powered.
0: Was it back then? I guess. Hell,
1: I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's an arc <laughs> reactor. So we'll have to ask you. Okay, these guys are saying,
0: What in the hell are y'all <laughs> talking about?
1: All right, so we are
0: goofy. We yeah, this is what happens. So uh to wrap it back around to bees. Yeah, let's get back to bees. What are your thoughts on bionic bees? Uh you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So in China because they're poisoning or Are they trying the to make bees bionic in China? They are it's working... because they're close to North Korea. No, 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 no. They're working on little, like a drone. Okay. Like the drone copter type things. A yeah. little miniature drone robotic flying machine that can go and pollinate plants. And they had this whole... There's, there's other places in the world that are looking into some of this stuff. And it, it came up when colony collapse was really big and everybody's, save the bee, save the bee. And... This became an alternative to like a plan B or C, get it, plan B, um, where if the pollinators ever did disappear, how could we still potentially go and pollinate our crops? And they started building these little microscopic robotic drone, quote-unquote bees, that they could fly around and train to go and pollinate different plants. What are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts is I want to get five trash bags full and we'll go to – california then we'll go to to and then we'll go to the blueberries and we ain't gonna have to worry about any of them getting poisoned
0: that's true um my thoughts on the subject are more along the lines of while disclaimer i love technology mm-hmm. i love robots mm-hmm. i used to collect them and build them mm-hmm. i can be very geeky and also very much a go play in the mud country boy mm-hmm. um but how about instead of spending all this money trying to figure out how to replace the bees, we focus more on fixing our agricultural system and saving the bees that we have and improving our food systems and all this other stuff? See, now we're going back into that rant that we had on the last episode where you know stop buying so much that's
1: gonna make a bunch of old fart farmers and by the way by the way i am an old fart farmer so i I can say that
0: yeah but the robotic bees are gonna piss a lot of old fart farmers off too
1: oh no they'll splatter on the on windshield just like the rest of them
0: yeah but it's a cost it's another thing that has evolved to do stuff right but you watched the pollinators with me and they showed in there you got some of them old fart farmers that are trying no, to change things they're up. They're
1: not old fart farmers. It was a father they and a young. son.
0: No, the father was old, the, the son, son was But the son
1: was one teaching the father.
0: Yeah, but he was learning. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: I can I can go there. And you know it was uh And
0: they were When when
1: pollinators come out, when they let they, they release it, we will tell y'all and y'all have to see it.
0: Uh, We're working on trying to do a screening of it, actually, for the convention as well in November for Texas Beekeepers Convention. I can't
1: believe it wasn't mentioned in any of the...
0: Well, it's because it's all... all, That was private. What we did, that was private. It won't... Like, when it actually is released to the public there'll be a lot of fanfare and a lot oh, of releases be, and it's, it's got all good. these re- awards. I mean, God, it's um,
1: good. We
0: just had the opportunity to get to see it as a private screening. Okay. And then they did it at the, uh, the ABF, the American Bee had Federation the red
1: carpet and, and people were coming up in the, in the stretch limos and, and getting out and, and, and the queen bee come up and, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. For all you guys that weren't there, that is totally what happened. That is, that's exactly how that was. It was a beautiful gala event. It was amazing. Um, so sorry that you missed it. Uh, but no, that the whole point of that though is like instead of spinning, it's it's amazing. I, like again, I love robotics, but I also think though instead of just throwing up your hands and be like, oh well, there's nothing we can do about it, let's build something to replace it. How about we put that knowledge to work? To fix some of the stuff. And, and we talked about yeah, it when we talked that. about the almond milk and things mm-hmm. like that. Agriculture is such an imposing machine at this point where it goes through and it is just bulldozing over the top of everything. And a lot of it is we speak with our wallet and we, we choose what we're going to buy. And the more we buy that one thing, the more they want to make it. And so there are alternatives out there. And those alternatives, if they go to the extreme, like you could cut back on almond milk or stop buying almond milk entirely. But maybe you switch over to soy milk. Well, I, I hate soy, so that's soy not going to be nasty. great. And then if so, how about switching over to cashews? OK, well, that sounds great. Cashews. Well, now there's a huge boon in cashews. Oh, and yeah. what happens then? Well, then it's not almonds. Now it's cashews. And however. How about hackberry? <laughs> Hackberry makes great supposedly milk. hackberry milk. Supposedly, yeah. Uh, but we, I know Sam said that's yes, right. Sam Kaufman has told us he is he is the human path, and he has told us that you can make a more nutritious milk substitute yes, by using hackberries, which we consider a trash tree. Yeah. Um, but you can actually gather those berries, and, and I don't know how, but they you can go through a process to make a milk from those that is sweeter, tastes better, they, and is better for you than a lot of the other milk alternatives that they're out there. He uses it. Yeah, but see, that's the whole point. There are other ways. Oh no, yes, there is. But other unfortunately, ways. it's just like disease. There is so much money wrapped up in the treatment, never the cure, but the treatment of something or the sustainment of something that it's going to be almost near impossible to stop because you have these mega corporations and evil entities that are like, we want our money. Do we want to cure baldness? Can we? Probably. Will we? No. Mm -hmm. Why? There's too much money in it. All the treatments for it.
1: Right. And then also... You have so many lobbyists that are out there to make money, and they're going to get hold of all of these companies and say, okay, do we need to talk to your state representative, our state senator, or this and this and this? We want to make money so y'all can make more money, and that's the way the world goes. It's all about the money. Show me the money.
0: Maybe we should change the name of this from uh, our exclusive Hive Jive Junkie feed to um, the Sting of Beekeeping or How to Piss People Off. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> how to go. insult? Okay. How to insult everyone? Um, y- yeah, kind of sore, but no, not really. We I don't, also don't want to insult nobody. I'm also hedging my bets on the fact that at least today, with our t- patrons, there is not anybody from a huge corporate conglomerate that's out there listening to us that's gonna be mad. <laughs> Ken's brother from another mother down under, or the redneck brother from another mother down under. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, hi, Brett.
1: Yeah. And Brett. Oh, yep. Brett. G'day, mate. And I love um, al
0: Yeah. Brett. Okay, seriously, hang on. Hold up. Back up. For yeah. all you patrons out there, we need to have a conversation. Brett. Freaking Pico de gallo is not the same yeah. thing as salsa, damn it.
1: Pico is <laughs> chopped up tomatoes and pepper and onion and cilantro and,
0: and now garlic. Now, to, Brett, to, Brett's, to Brett's point, all of that stuff is also well, the same ingredients in the, of salsa. In, in salsa. Here's the main thing, though. Pico is just literally chopped into cubes yes. that are big chunks there is no extra salsa, juice added. you put, added, it, you put it in and there's yeah there's nothing <laughs> on the blended things. up you squeeze a little bit of lime mm-hmm. or lemon juice over it mm-hmm. and and it's just the chunks and the natural juices that's it it's mainly chunks yeah. and you take those chunks and you put them on food that's pico de gallo mm-hmm. salsa is you take all that same crap mm-hmm. maybe minus the lemon or lime mm-hmm. you put it into a blender or a food processor mm-hmm. and either partially turn half of it into juice and half of it into kind of bigger chunks or you turn it all into juice mm-hmm. And then in, in some Mexican and Hispanic cultures, you also would do like a stewed or cooked uh, tomato yeah. sauce, yeah. and then mix some of that other stuff in with that as well with the peppers and whatnot. But there is a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, how dare you, sir? Uh, I,
1: I we'll <laughs> tell you, if you want to take the, you know take pico, put it uh, cure it with salt, you know how they do the brine like pickles, mm-hmm. put your, all your pico in there then put your little weight on there to hold it down underneath the salt water and leave it about two weeks, and then take it out, drain your salt off of it.
0: It sounds oh, like you've had God, now made it horribly this, unhealthy for oh, somebody. no, no, no. The sodium content.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it has all the good stuff in it, all the good yeast and everything in it. As
0: well as the sodium and, content. But, but, so what are you talking about, pickling it?
1: Yeah, that's what you do. You
0: can pickle or ferment. Yeah, Oh, okay.
1: God, you talk about delicious.
0: Mm-hmm. It is so good. So you might be wondering what this has to do with bees. Just for future reference, bees are responsible for pollinating avocados. And mm-hmm. without honeybees, you wouldn't have any avocados. And without avocados, you can't have any guacamole or you can't put pico in the center of your avocado. There you go. Hold on.
1: Would you have cilantro if it wasn't for bees? Yes. Yeah, and would you have, let's see, tomatoes. It's, it, a honeybee doesn't do tomatoes. No, the honeybee, a honeybee does honeybee not. honeybee doesn't do... Uh, they do peppers
0: they would do the jalapeno peppers Yeah, they'll do the peppers citrus a lot of the citruses they do better with honeybees but they're not relying on it they can also self-pollinate with the wind um
1: onions don't have you don't have to have bees with onions don't
0: have to have them for that although they do like the blossoms when you do let them bloom
1: yeah you let them bloom
0: same thing with the cilantro yeah they like the blossoms when you let it bloom yeah okay um same with garlic yeah so yeah. see there you go now on a fun little t- side note here, for uh, for those Australians... <laughs> See what you did to us, Brett? No, no, no. For, for all of you uh, <laughs> Aussies down under there who are part of our patrons, um, I told Brett, because Brett's had, <laughs> between social media and email... Um, I have to scroll past five messages from Brett to find the next message from anybody else. <laughs> this week was all Brett. Um, and that's great because, again, royal court, man, do what you want. Yeah. It's, it's all good. But we went in there, and uh, I saw the one message that he had sent over there to you about the, the pico. Oh, you mean salsa. Yeah. And I was so like, I said, whoa. So I no, turned around.
1: salsa. And I pico. told him.
0: I told him about these old commercials that we used to have here. They don't they don't air them anymore, but they used to be hysterical. They are paste pecani sauce, mm-hmm. and paste pecani sauce, if you look them up on YouTube, this is what this Brent is did. He, City. he got a hell of a kick out of it. So the whole scenario is you got these old, roughneck- No cowboys right they're out in the wilderness and you know they're sitting around a campfire they're doing whatever and they're talking and there's one city slicker pretend cowboy that's with them and they start talking about we need some salsa and he goes i got some salsa and he puts it out there and they taste it and they're like what is this and they look at it and they're like where is this from and they read the label and it's new york city
1: new jersey
0: I cannot attest to yes, that.
1: <laughs> it, you, they used to say New Jersey, and they changed it to say New York City, and I can't tell y'all why. Ken
0: has a, a theory on mafia-related subjects. Oh yeah, that's what he uh, does. Anyhow, so but they read the label, and it says New York City, and all of the gruff cowboys are like
1: New York
0: City. And then they lean over to each other, and one of them goes, get a rope, boys, because yeah. <laughs> they're going to hang the and city's And Pace quicker. is
1: made in San Antonio.
0: It is. It's a San Antonio, which is only yeah. an hour, hour and a half south of Austin. Yeah. So um, it's dear, near and dear to our hearts, but it, they are hysterical commercials in retrospect, looking back at that time. They were in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. When they did those, they they don't do them anymore. But so Brett went out there and looked them up on YouTube, and then he was like, "Oh my God, that's hysterical! Do they still sell this stuff?" And I was like, "Yep, you can buy paste Pecani sauce in damn near any store in America." It Pace, is,
1: uh, uh, Brett, just go to eBay and put paste Pecani sauce in. You, know, you don't even you have to go want. to
0: eBay. Do you guys have Amazon down there? I'm sure they have Amazon. <laughs> if you've got Amazon, man, just order it Amazon. on Amazon. Cheaper oh man okay well we okay. will we will stop rambling on you did get a couple little nuggets of true information and there's some really wild off there topics for this one um one of these days the aliens are going to abduct ken and take him home probably uh tell me this notice how this works he's he, we're gonna let him pause <laughs> but i want you guys to notice how this works any it doesn't matter what show we're doing any of the shows for the hive jive untamed heritage any of those types of things i will start the wrap up and i'll be like okay well you know you it's been great and then and i look at ken ready for our Not normal thinking. banter and ken goes yeah so then or now then or what about and i'm just like <laughs> and here's another 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what is it what you got don't do you, you don't even remember
1: i'm having an old fart moment
0: oh oh so here's what you do visualize this with me everybody Right. Uh, at one point in time, I worked for a corporation in Dallas, and there was this amazing woman that was my boss. She was older, and she was hysterical. She came from, I want to say, Long Island, and so she had an accent from up there, and, but she was hysterical. She would come out of her office, and I witnessed her do this multiple times, and I was like, what the hell is she doing? And I finally confronted her, but she would come out of her office, and she'd be wearing like a dress, right? Like a, like a, a long, flowy dress. Yeah. And she'd come out of her office, she'd make it about four steps from her door, and she would just stop. Stark, stop, rigid, stand up. And then she would kind of like squat halfway and she'd grab her butt. And like like almost like how guys do the whole like yeah. wallet, keys, phone, yeah. you know, like checking all your pockets, make sure you got your right. stuff. But she would just grab her butt. So she'd half squat Didn't and grab sure her butt, butt was and she'd sit there out. for a minute and she'd have this puzzled look. And then she'd either go back in her office or she'd continue on where she was going. And finally, one day I was like, what the hell are you doing? And she laughed and she was like, you saw that? And I was like, I've seen that multiple times because I can see right out of my office into your office. And she goes, well, here's the deal. You know, it never fails. It's Murphy's Law. You think of something you need to do. You get up from your chair and you start to walk off and you forget. And you're like, dang it. And you go back and you sit down. And as soon as your butt hits the chair, you remember what it was. So I try to psych myself out and make my butt think it's hit the chair. So maybe I'll remember and not have to go back to my office. Well, you know. How's that? The the, 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 uh, Native
1: uh, American says you only have so many steps in your life that you can take.
0: Uh, yeah so you don't want to have to keep turning around and going back that's right go Go forward people move forward all right are we good we're good are you sure i'm done are you gonna say so Uh, then nope (laughs) talk about ewa (laughs) i knew it no we don't (laughs) (laughs) all right all right everybody thank you so much again thank you for your patronage we greatly appreciate it yeah so ken here's your opportunity they've heard it from me here's your opportunity to show your appreciation to our thank y'all
1: so very much family we appreciate it and uh well it's just gonna get a lot more fun that's all i can say
0: maybe a lot more organized too as we as we start to figure out where this is going um I have a really hard time with, I want it to be exclusive content. I want it to be fun, which we definitely have the fun part down. I want it to be meaningful, and I want you to learn some things, too. um, But I'm also trying not to alienate the main segments on Mondays, because the, the bulk of all the listeners at the moment are over there. And so all of our main educational segments are going to be there, but I, I also want you guys to have unique stuff that only you get to have in here. On here, so we're 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 filling it out. Where it'll it'll evolve as it goes and everything. But we're we're getting there. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Y'all be, be
1: good. Be safe and be good and, and be safe. warm and, <laughs> and be safe. safe. Yeah.
0: And be warm. Uh, It's a broken. Somebody hit us as stepford wives. We've hit a glitch. <laughs> somebody knock us back in. <laughs> Thank (laughs) y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye,
1: family. This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you, and we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.